Travel Tidbits podcast, hosted by the agents of Pineapple Escapes. Join us as we discuss the latest in travel news, destinations, and tips for the savvy traveler. After all, travel makes life sweeter. Hello, and welcome to episode 30 of the Travel Tidbits podcast. I'm Selena Coker, travel agent of Pineapple Escapes and huge Harry Potter nerd. I'm thrilled to be hosting this week's podcast about one of my most favorite places to visit, the wonderful wizarding world of Harry Potter. Joining me today for this deep dive are fellow Potterheads and Pineapple Escapes agents, Sharon Spurl, Jamie Weidel, and and Pineapple Escapes' newest agent, Nicole Arden. Hi, y'all. Jamie, would you like to introduce Nicole to everybody? Yes. So I'm going to call you Nikki, Nikki. So, but she's going by Nicole and her email address. So if you're emailing her, it's Nicole Arden at pineappleescapes.com. But I'm going to call her Nikki. But I recently reached out in my Disney Peloton Writers group and asked for interest in being an agent. And I actually ended up with over 70 people who contacted me. And I ended up hiring two of them. And one of them is Nikki. And so we were actually just before the podcast talking about riding our Peloton. So we are sisters in the Peloton world and also love Disney and also love Harry Potter and Universal. So there's a lot in common. But Nikki was one who stood out to me. It was obvious she already had a lot of good background information and knowledge about both Universal and Disney. And I was that was what I was looking for. And I think no, she's going to be a great agent for us here at Pineapple Escapes. So Nikki, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself, your career, your husband, your family, any pets you have, and why you want to be a travel agent. Okay. Well, hi guys. As they said, I am uh, Nikki Nicole Arden. And I'm very excited to be here with you guys, especially on a Harry Potter themed podcast. I'm a true, like Selena said, I have a true Potterhead. And it's very fitting that this is my very first Tidbits episode. Uh, A little bit about me. I live in Perry, Georgia, which is the best city in the world, in my humble opinion. We call it paradise, which, which isn't weird at all. I live with my husband, 14 years, Morgan, and our two sons. Morgan as well. We call him Mav and he is nine years old and Nolan who will be two next month. And we have a little puppy. He's about eight months old. He's a French bulldog, Boston Terrier mix. His name is Rambo and all of my boys. I love him so, so, so much. Life with them is, is hectic and chaotic. And honestly, I wouldn't have it any other way. I know that sounds cheesy, but it's the truth. I graduated from Mercer University with a bachelor's degree in literary studies and creative writing. And I work full-time as well as on top of being an agent for Pineapple Escapes. I work full-time at Robbins Air Force Base as a logistics manager at the C-17 program office. I love my job. I love my career. It has, uh, and I love all my coworkers. One thing I love about my job is that it, affords me a lot of chances to travel places that I never would have even thought to travel to. I've gotten to travel with my job and I really, I really love it. And like Jamie said, that's how I came into Pineapple Escapes was through the Disney Peloton group 
which is a very unique niche, but it's a really good group. And I'm not going to go into Peloton because like with Disney and Harry Potter, <laughs> I can talk about it all day. I love Disney and I love Disney World almost as much as I love Harry Potter. And uh, I love traveling even more. And I've always dreamed of becoming an agent. So I applied and I guess the rest is, is history, as I say. Awesome. Great. We are so happy to have you here. I think you are a huge asset to the agency. And I can already tell you're going to bring a huge value to our podcast today because you know your Harry Potter stuff. That's for sure. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So now headed into our at the core segment. This is actually a special two part episode where we will discuss everything we love about the wizarding world of Harry Potter at Universal Orlando and Universal Hollywood. However, this time we are just going to focus on Diagon Alley and Universal Studios. So just to kind of give a little bit of a reference for those of you who are not familiar with the Universal Parks and the Wizarding World of Harry Potter within those parks. There are two separate parks in Universal Orlando, Islands of Adventure and Universal Studios. And each of those parks has their own section, I guess you would say, um, of the Wizarding World of Harry Potter Park. And they're connected by the Hogwarts Express train that you can take back and forth to each other. Today, we are just going to focus on Diagon Alley and Universal Studios. And there is a specific reason for that. And we'll get to it later. And then in our next episode, we will talk about Hogsmeade, which is on the Islands of Adventure side, and then also found at Universal Hollywood. Okay, so you guys, I was thinking to kind of set the scene for anybody who has not been to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. When they are in Universal Studios walking up to Diagon Alley, what we see is London, and you can see the entrance to King's Cross Station. And then on the other bookend is Grimwald Place. So you can actually look into the window of 12 Grimwald Place, which is the House of Black, Sirius Black's home. And you can see Creature, the house elf, peeking out the window, which I think is super cool. And if you can time it just right, you can get your picture with Creature. Another awesome thing that you can find there in the area in front of the entrance to Diagon Alley is a phone booth that actually allows you to call the Ministry of Magic. You just go inside the phone booth and dial Magic. 62442, and you can get a message from the Ministry of Magic. I haven't tried this yet. Have any of you done this? No. No. I haven't. haven't, But mainly because I'm a huge germaphobe, and so I just don't want to touch a phone booth. I haven't. (laughs) That's right. I I haven't touched a phone booth, and I can't tell you how long. And so that's that's main reason why I haven't done it. But I I have heard that you can do that yet. Yeah. So when we were same with me. Well, we were there for spring break with the whole family, of course. I mean, the kids had to try it. So they did. Each of them did. And it was pretty cool. I don't know if it was just when we were there or not, but the Ministry of Magic was not open. And so they received the message stating it was not open. We could not visit right now. And we told the kids, who knows, maybe it was because 
you know, there was still some COVID procedures or whatever that maybe, maybe there would be a different message as time went on. But that is the message that we received when we were there. So, but it was pretty cool. It it was interesting. I haven't tried it yet either. I would love to, but like Nikki, I am not trying to get those COVID germs. Yeah. Well, we had hand sanitizer for afterwards ready. And (laughs) I know I tried. Maybe I'll bring some wipes. (laughs) I'll bring some wipes next time. But yes, we, I did. um, We first learned about that when we did the VIP tour at our agent training in November. So some of these cool little tidbits that we've learned, we actually learned in the VIP tour, which if any of you have an interest in taking a VIP tour, we can help you with that. All right. So um, another awesome thing to check out before you head into Diagon Alley is the Knight's Bus, which is parked just across the entrance. It's the huge purple triple-decker bus. And... Of course, Harry Potter fans are going to know this, but it is the uh, bus that transports the wizarding community when they need to get around London. And then you can also talk to the shrunken head and meet Conductor Stan and just take a walk around there and see all the cool details there inside the bus. I'm sure all of you have have spoken to the shrunken head. Yes. The shrunken head's awesome. Mm-hmm. He's very funny. <laughs> Yes. Hilarious. That is, yeah. that is a must do. You need to, to have a conversation with him. He's, mm-hmm. he's hilarious. Okay. So I'll have to admit, and like you guys, this is going to sound terrible. It's going to sound like I'm picking on my own son and my nephew, but that's not it. So Rayleigh is eight. I mean, he knows Harry Potter. He's watched the movies. But with us being, you know, Harry Potter fans, he knew like he wasn't going to be able to get his wand yet. He's not of age and all this. But my nephew really we have not had a chance to really fully introduce him into the Harry Potter world. And so it was just really funny watching them to communicate with the shrunken head because I felt like the shrunken head was like really using some terms that I was cracking up at. And, you know, if you know Harry Potter, like we were like, oh yeah, you know, they had no idea, but it didn't face them. They just had this conversation. And I was like, I really need a video of this conversation because you would think that there was two separate conversations actually going on <laughs> in this one. It, it really was just a hoot. No matter whether you're a Wizarding fan or not, everybody needs to go go do this. <laughs> awesome. Okay, So moving on, I think we're ready to step into that secluded brick wall entrance where muggles aren't allowed. This is for the wizarding community. We get in there through the special entrance and it's almost overwhelming. I think that the aesthetic there inside Diagon Alley is just unreal. It is so awesome. Your eyes just don't know exactly where to go first. But I mean, I think for me, straight ahead is Grignot's bank with that awesome dragon trying to escape through the roof, breathing its fire all over the place. That for me is like, that's the showstopper of uh, Diagon Alley. Yes, definitely. And Selena, I don't know if you know this, but the dragon is a female. So you just refer to it as oh, it's. It yes. So that's one oh, thing we learned on she? our spring break trip is the dragon is a she. And 
like most dragons, I know one question a lot of the team members get is how often does she blow fire? And the official response is she's a dragon. She's not on a timer. Like, (laughs) she does what she wants to. Now, the unofficial response is if she just blew, so if you wait about 10 or 15 minutes, you may catch her again. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, so didn't that is a piece of interesting, um, you know, that is a little tidbit cool. there. She's uh, also, uh, the breed is uh, Ukrainian Iron yes. Belly, just in case you were curious. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah, and I mean. You did your homework. You know, well, and like you said. like You came ready. <laughs> when you step into the wizarding <laughs> world, there's a whole story here that exists. Right. I mean, the books yeah. have truly come to life. And when they created this, they brought in not only every aspect they could from the books, but then really took, you know, J.K. Rowling is like, okay, how do we even extend this? How do we bring mm-hmm. this even more to life? This is something just beyond the books. And they have done that. I mean, they did their research. They talked to J.K. Rowling. And really, that's yeah. why, I mean, it is just I fabulous. It is important to note that she had pretty much control over what went in and what did not go into these parks. She had the veto power. If they wanted to do something and she was like, no, then it's not going to be in there. Like soda. They can't sell soda inside the Wizarding World because it's not not on theme. It's not part of Mm -hmm. what's in the books, what the whole aesthetic is Mm -hmm. of the area so i find that really interesting even the water is themed like everything is on point yes yeah and they have they do sell beer but it is a special brew created for i think they have two different ones that's specially created for Mm -hmm. the wizarding world super awesome yes so nikki you actually you have a lot of friends and family that understand that you are the go-to person when it comes to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter or probably anything Harry Potter related. So you shared with us what you tell your friends and family when they ask you how to first experience the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. And that kind of also is why we started in Diagon Alley, even though this is actually the extension it wasn't even the original part so go ahead and and tell us why or what it is that you share with your friends and family the the touring plan why you think it's best to start at Diagon Alley I can't even take credit for this one of my former co-workers who is also a huge Harry Potter fan way back you know when Diagon Alley first opened you know he he shared this with me and I have used it ever since it's a touring plan that it really, it rings true to me being a, a Harry Potter fan myself. And I think that it really kind of brings that storytelling that you got from J.K. Rowling's books and it just brings it to life, literally brings it to mm-hmm. life. Like Lena said, it is just overwhelming and it's just magic right in front of your eyes. And so what I like to tell people to do is that you start off at Diagon Alley, like you just gotten your letter to Hogwarts. And you are going to Diagon Alley to get everything you need for your year at Hogwarts. And so you start off in Diagon Alley and 
you do the things that Harry Potter did when he first went to Diagon Alley. He went to Ollivanders and got his wand and you walked around. Oh, first he went to Gringotts because he had to go, you know, he had to get a couple of galleons. Then he went to Ollivanders and got his wand and got his, um, all of his robes and everything that he needed for his year at Hogwarts. And I think that when you tour the park in that way, when you, when you are putting yourself in that, it puts you in the story and it makes it so much more magical for you. It makes you feel like you are a part, you know, of the wizarding world. You're not just, you know, some muggle on the street, you are a wizard yourself. And so just viewing it that way, then of course we'll talk about this more next week. Then you'll, you know, once you've got all the things that you need, you've got your galleons, you've got your wand, you've got, you know, everything you go and you get on the Hogwarts Express and you go to Hogsmeade and you get to see the the castle. And it's just, it makes it so much more fun. I think, especially for when my son went, we just, we did it that way. And he just, and it was just constantly mouth jaw, you know, opened, And he was, he was so excited. And it was kind of like, you know, you felt like a kid, you feel like a kid when you, when you tour it that way. And I think um, it really makes the trip more memorable to do it that way. I think it's perfect for any true fan to actually walk in Harry's footsteps. That's a great way to start your trip to Wizarding World of Harry Potter. So now I think maybe it would be a good time since Harry started his journey at Gringotts. Maybe we should discuss the main attraction in Diagon Alley, which is Escape from Gringotts, the ride, which is phenomenal. The way they integrated the roller coaster with the 3D technology I mean, it literally feels like you are right there in the story. I don't know. I mean, obviously, it's my favorite ride on that side because it's the only one. But um, first, let's talk about the queue. Awesome. The queue is one of the what makes it <laughs> oh so good. Yes. You first you walk in and and you see the goblins. You know, and and mm-hmm. there, you can actually go up and you can talk to them. And if you say if you say something to them, they'll they'll look at you and they'll you know sometimes if you ask them questions, they might they might surprise you and might answer back. That's really 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 interesting to look at. I've read you should never ask them if they are a house elf. Oh, <laughs> you, you might not like. <laughs> oh, the we're going to have to test that out now. <laughs> Oh, Selena, now you started something. You know, I'm going to have to Google flights now and be like, all right, going back to Universal. <laughs> you might not like their response. Yeah, no. No, but Nikki is so right. The cue to this ride is so phenomenal. I mean, not only, you know, are they there doing their banking and their paperwork, but as you walk through, you can see their offices. You may can actually hear Harry, Ron, and Hermione, like, hold on, are they here? I thought I heard them, you know, are they back there somewhere? But it's also a good point because if you are staying in one of the three premier properties that has Express Pass, you are tempted to just want to hurry through the queue to get to the ride. And this is definitely one ride. Do not rush. Like when you get there, there will be little to no wait. I mean, that's the reason we stay at these premier properties is for that express pass. But this is one of those rides. Take your time walking through the queue. You don't have to rush because there's no one standing in front of you. Like 
if anything, it makes it even better because you can stop and just stare and generally there's no one around you. You're not blocking the way for anybody. And if someone does come up behind you, you can let them go through. It's not going to make that much of a difference once you get to the ride itself. And in fact, the last time we were there, me and Eli, that's when it was, when we went on our mom's son trip, like we had express pass, we were going through because we both had done it. Like we stopped and, you know, took our time a little bit, but we sort of moved on along. And I heard another Harry Potter fan say, and that's the reason you don't use the express passes because you miss all this. And I really wanted to respond, no, I'm missing <laughs> all this because I've already seen all this multiple times <laughs> personally. But if it is your first time, don't feel like you're going to have to miss all of it. You don't. Go, go at your own pace and enjoy it and really, really study and look and just Take it all in. I also think it's neat in the queue where they have like the newspapers where you can see like the moving pictures, just like in the movies. And I think that's a really neat piece of it as well, as well as the elevator. If the queue is fully working, it wasn't when during COVID, they didn't have all the pieces of the queue working, but the elevator is also a neat piece to the Gringotts, you know, queue as well. So there's so much to take in there. I I completely agree though. I think, that's definitely a part not to miss. I mean, and obviously the op- the attraction is awesome too, but the queue is on point. I've also read that some of the actual gold pieces that were used in the movies are props there within the queue. Right. Um, yeah. Universal does have some of the props from the movie and scattered around through the mm-hmm. parks. It's, it's really neat. Yeah. But yes, you're correct, Selena. So I have to jump in here. So my family went to the actual studio where Harry Potter was filmed when we went to London. And so we saw the actual sets, like the actual night vests that they used, you know, that, and it was amazing. And we actually did this before we went to Universal for the first time, because we were on a Disney cruise and ended up in London on the front end. And so our first Butterbeer was actually at the real studio right outside of London instead of at Universal Studios. But if London is on your radar, that's another one for big Harry Potter fans that we can help with because that was really amazing. My girls were only five when we did that and it was totally worth it. So a little segue there, but yeah, that's totally 100% worth it. <laughs> no. going to do Adding that. that yes. to it's, the, uh, um, it's on my list. The list. And my daughter who is five, she loves Harry Potter now because we went in February. She was like an okay fan beforehand, but she's five. And now she's obsessed. She asked me to watch the movie. She asked me to read the books to her. So this is obviously a trip yeah, <laughs> I will be proud. making with her. How, how proud yes. were you when she was like, please, can we watch the movie? I bet you just, just I was like, yeah. cried. Yes, we absolutely can. <laughs> Yes, ma'am. <laughs> I will take that over like my little pony any day. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> my gosh. All right. You know, but let me getting back like one of the, you know, greatest things. I mean, escape from Gringotts. Obviously, you're in Gringotts. You're, you know, there in the bank. But just right next to it that I think a lot of people miss is that you can go 
before you go shopping in the stores and everything, after you've ridden the ride like five times, <laughs> you know, especially if you go during early park admission, is you can go exchange your muggle money for wizarding yeah. money. I mean, this happens right there in Diagon Alley. And it is fabulous. Like, I, we have never done that, just us agents. We tend to just pass over it. We know it's there. Okay, yeah, you know. But we actually did it with the boys when we were there. And it was so much fun. They enjoyed doing that. They didn't want to use their wizarding money. So we have it stored away for them. Of course, when it was time to go shopping, they wanted mom and dad to use <laughs> our muggle money you know, to buy them whatever it was they wanted to use. But it is such a great experience, just a great immersion, mm -hmm. in, you know, another way exactly. to fully get involved into uh, the world. That is awesome. It's, it's a great souvenir to keep. But also, it is. How cool is it to walk up and pay for whatever you're buying in one of these stores with wizarding money with a wizarding banknote? That is super yes. cool. Yeah. And, you know, when we were there, when we did this, like the stores were busy and things like that. But the bank was not it like five minutes max. We were in and out. And I'm like, how there's so many people missing this. Maybe they just didn't know it was there. I don't know. But it was a little sad that it wasn't busy. I don't think a lot of people know about it. So hopefully listeners. Yeah, hopefully they'll listen. Don't change your money. That's right. And now they know. That's right. <laughs> I was actually going to talk about that next, but thank you, Sharon. So moving on to the next attraction, which <laughs> since there's not too many actual attractions on the Diagon Alley side, I would have to say the next quote ride would be Hogwarts Express, the train. So you have to actually come out of the Diagon Alley and go back to the entrance of King's Cross Station, which is and almost, you know, they replicated the actual King Cross Station so well. It looks like you are there in London at King's Cross Station. And a super cool little trick they have set up so that you can go through platform nine and three quarters and then get onto the Hogwarts Express. We took a couple videos when we went in November. And like all the agents like went through um, and it just looks like we're just hopping right through the wall, <laughs> just going right through a wall yes. and disappeared on the other side. So just, you know, walking through the King's Cross station is super cool in itself. And then when you get on the train, it's a real journey. It's a fun little ride. It's not a roller coaster. But it's super fun. They, there's like this little show um, kind of with the main characters. And it's a different journey on the way back when you come back from Hogsmeade back to King's Cross Station. So you need to ride it both ways, both directions. And in order to do so, you need to have a two-park ticket. I don't think you're going to get yes. on the Hogwarts Express without a ticket for both parks. So that is yes, you definitely have to have that park to park mm -hmm. ticket. That's the important part. But one thing that I love about King's Cross Station and I get a chuckle every time and that is 
on the signs, the language. So here in the United States, you know, the little carriage that we push babies in is called a stroller. And you go and they'll say stroller parking and this and that. But in King's Cross, when you look, it says pram parking. And the reason it says pram parking is because in UK, that is what the stroller is called. It's a pram. And so little touches like that really take you out of the United States. And for a moment, you have to wonder, hold on, did I actually cross over the ocean? Because those are the little details that make, mm-hmm. that makes the story magical, that really makes you feel like you have entered into this world that doesn't exist. And those are just the special things. That, I mean, I love that part. I, I do. I chuckle every time I go into King's Cross. <laughs> You are no longer in Orlando. <laughs> That's right. You're in London. Exactly. Mind the gap. Mind the gap. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yes, but Hogwarts Express is awesome. Definitely have to ride it both ways. It's a different experience. And, you know, again, just looking at all those little touches, you know, from the Wizarding World, making sure that when you are walking through the platform, you know, that you're paying attention and you don't run into the wall, you know. (laughs) Don't turn around, keep walking straight. (laughs) All right, ladies, now we're going to move on to the food at Diagon Alley. You know, it's a good thing it's dinner time here. I'm going to need to go. Butter beer. (laughs) Yeah. Amen, Nikki. Amen. But... That's all that has to be said right there. <laughs> Literally, yeah. I spend so much money on butterbeer. Yep. It's not. Okay, so I guess we're talking about butterbeer first. I, I guess, mean, Nikki yeah, brought it up. It was her fault. Like, <laughs> you can't. You can't talk about food in, Harry, in Wizarding World of Harry Potter and not talk about butterbeer. Uh, you're not kidding. Like, I think my family got tired of us leading up to our trip because I kept talking about the frozen butterbeer. So... I mean, we go early park admission day one. We head into Diagon Alley. My mom says, I assume you want me to go find a frozen butterbeer while you're on this ride. I said, you don't have to find it. I'll point you in the right direction. Go right down this aisle right here. And there's a place at the end. (laughs) So I think we all need to vote. What's your favorite type of butterbeer? So we've got all these different types. We've got the cold. We've got frozen. We've got hot. There's the soft serve ice cream. There's the fudge. There's the potted cream. What is your favorite butterbeer? Oh, you mean there's Selena. others than... Have you... There's, she's like, I haven't gotten past the Frozen. <laughs> have, no, you, have you guys I've tried all, all of them? I haven't I, tried it. I have. I have. I haven't had all of yeah. them yet. I will say, mm-hmm. so the regular just cold butterbeer, it's good, but it doesn't hold a candle to the Frozen butterbeer. That's I'm sorry. Too. I'm not going to get a regular butterbeer probably ever again because I have you tried the hot so ones, now the Selena? hot butterbeer actually is my favorite I do prefer the hot but when you're there in the summer you do it's hot yes. the frozen is just like extremely refreshing right the frozen is just like what my body wants yes. I need the frozen mm-hmm. yes <laughs> so Sharon and I were there when it was freezing cold like I had on like four shirts, 
we, we bought well, gloves. We, we bought, bought gloves, gloves at, Universal. at Universal Orlando. Yes. So the hot butter beer that day was magical. Like it was, <laughs> but, and we but don't so get us wrong. We have frozen <laughs> butter beer too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. She's like, that that didn't stop me. <laughs> but if, if it's hot and you're there in the summer, I'm all for the frozen. That's totally mine. But then when it was freezing, when we were there, was that February when we were there yes. that time? I don't know. We've been there. Several I know times several times this year. this year. Guilty, but it, the hot butter beer was really good on the cold day. So yes, Nikki, you said frozen is your favorite. I haven't had the hot. I've only been i I've only gone to Universal in the summer. I could not order a hot drink in July. I just couldn't do it. But the frozen, I've had the cold. I've had frozen, and I've had the ice cream and the frozen. Selena, I'm with you. It is. My mouth is probably watering right now just thinking about it. And it's one, and it's one of those things like you either love it or you hate it. Because I I don't – or you just – my husband doesn't care for it. I love it. He thinks it's too sweet. I think it's just right. It's just it. right. It's like Pavlov's – He really needs to try a hot. I bet he would like the hot then because I have found – or at least it right. seems like people who did not necessarily like the frozen like the hot. Like it really is amazing how – this one drink changes flavoring slightly mm-hmm. based off of how it's served. I mean, it's it, delicious it when it's hot. That's for dang sure. Can't you get like some fire whiskey put in the hot one? Or am I just? Yes, you can add add shots to it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. My husband, yeah, we have not done add. that though. We, okay, that, <laughs> that gets added to the list next right. time. <laughs> That'll be the one my husband likes. No videos doing that trip. <laughs> oh, oh yeah so my favorite is the frozen i have decided i had i waffled back and forth for a long time but i mean the really the second runner-up and it's so close is the hot it was yummy but i do want to point out well i'll point that out after we ask jamie what her favorite is because we oh, need to go ahead and decide. oh sorry i missed that yeah yeah i like the frozen the best but hot yeah hot on the on cold days but frozen is my top pick so yeah we're frozen lovers like we're all in yes, we are yeah. frozen lovers <laughs> yes but let me let's like give a shout out to the ice cream though i feel like it may not get the recognition it deserves jamie introduced me and shared you know very politely her ice cream with myself and ashley when we were there for the first time as agents as a group and she got it from Florian Fortescue's. Fortescue's. Thank you. I keep, I, that's a mouthful for myself. I always never say it right. From the ice cream shop there in Diagon Alley. And it's fabulous. But I also had the ice cream at the Three Broomsticks. And I know we're not talking about the Three Broomsticks today. That's the next episode. But I wanted to compare the two just because the ice cream shop is in Diagon Alley. And I have to admit that the um, soft serve that you get from the ice cream shop, I liked it better. It What you get from the restaurant is sort of like, you know, those little cups of ice cream you used to get in school that had, you know, a little spoon. It was packaged <laughs> like that. And I felt like it changed the taste of the ice cream mm. a little bit. And so definitely get it from the ice cream shop. I mean, certainly you can get it from the restaurant. It is good. It's not like it's not good. We ate it and then ordered more. (laughs) But I did just 
prefer it better from the ice cream shop. So we have to talk about the different flavors of the ice cream shop. So obviously, if you follow my page, I'm I'm a foodie and ice cream is probably in my top five foods, but they have peanut butter and jelly mm-hmm. ice cream at the ice cream mm-hmm. shop. They have like an Earl Grey ice cream. So there are different ones that are specific from Harry Potter and have more of a British flair. So that's definitely something to keep in mind. Usually the ice cream shop is packed mid-afternoon, but I'm not opposed to eating ice cream at 10 a.m. So it, it has been... 10 a.m.? What are happen. you talking about? Like 8 a.m.? <laughs> <laughs> We but did just let our kids have ice cream for breakfast when we were in Mexico. Lunch and so, you know, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. But I do think that that's something worth pointing out about the ice cream shop in Diagon Alley. And, and I think that's a, a must-do treat on top of the butterbeer. So you're definitely going to be on your sugar high by the end of yes. the morning. So then you're going to have to go to a few walk other spots. Too <laughs> <laughs> much. That's- so let's talk about the Leaky Cauldron. This is the one main restaurant. It is quick service. Have you all eaten there? I'm sure you have. Mm-hmm. You can't call yourself a Harry Potter fan if you hadn't eaten at the Leaky Cauldron. And they do mobile right. ordering now. So you'll have to make sure that you have the, the app to do your, your order. Yes. But if for some reason your app decides to stop working like mine did, don't worry. Don't freak out. You can still eat there mm-hmm, yeah. too and order the old fashioned way. <laughs> that yeah. was entertaining. Were we there or were we at Three Broomsticks? I can't even remember. Yeah, I thought it was there, but you know, it may have been Three Broomsticks. I, I don't I may know. Have had them they both kind of blend, but I think yes. the neatest part is that it is British food. Like, yeah. so yeah. you're not going to find a cheeseburger. English. You're not going to find those basic things so you kind of have to be right you need to be ready for it to be a little bit different and that can sometimes be more challenging with children (laughs) so and if you do have picky eaters and you are planning to go to both parks you know I would advise look at the menu ahead of time because the three broomsticks may be a better Mm -hmm. option for you how I explain it to my clients is leaky cauldron is very much British if you are an adventurous eater, if you love British food, absolutely do Leaky Cauldron. It's fabulous. If you are not so much of the adventurous eater or you have some picky eaters, you may just want to consider instead, you know, doing the three broomsticks. And of course, we'll go into more all of that with the next episode. But yeah, the Leaky Cauldron, I think, is my favorite of the Me two. too. Well, when we were there last, yeah, I love British. Food. I had my two young kids with us, and we went there for breakfast, and they had the pancakes. Comes with a little side of like sausage and bacon, and it was delicious. Mm-hmm. It was a really yes. delicious breakfast. My husband had the blood sausage, so that gives you an idea of of the type of food they serve there. Yeah, and like. I can't eat that. Well, like fish and chips and stuff like that. I mean, most people, most people can can handle that. Bangers and mash (laughs) and stuff like that. So you just just be be prepared to know what the menu is before you step foot in there, so you're not disappointed in the type of food. But I mean, the ambiance is awesome. It's great for. I mean, it's interesting to me that it's quick service, but it just it feels like it's more than a quick service restaurant. The way it's designed, it's so nice. The the seating areas are very, very nice. And I don't know, 
the food was really good. It just comes out fast. Yep. It's kind of neat though. The yeah, sign, if you uh, actually look at the sign, the leaky cauldron, it actually leaks. Like there's water dripping from it. It's kind of mm-hmm, neat. Yeah. It's just, the, it's just yes. the little touches that make it just so much more magical. Right. It's, it's really neat. I tried details. to do a boomerang of that last time I was there, but it, it's just so hard to capture it because it's, but if you're standing under it, you can totally see it. It is. Yeah. They're full of surprises there at the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. All those little details. I just they are. Them. And of course, you know, we can't not mention the hopping pot and the elixir of refreshment, you mm-hmm. know, like those, I mean, again, it just, it makes what the wizarding world is, you know, those places that, you know, you can just get a drink mm-hmm. or something like that. Of course, go get yourself a gilly water, juice. which really yeah, is just, uh, that's right, or a pumpkin <laughs> juice or, you know, like just those places that you can just get a drink and um, keep then exploring. Now the gilly water, you can add different like flavor syrups to it, correct? I think, I I I'm just thinking of the bottled water. It's called gilly water. Okay. Yeah. I think they do yeah. that there at the Elixir of Refreshment, but they were closed last time I was there. So yeah, you can kind of mix your own little gilly water concoction, I believe. I haven't done it yet myself. So I, oh, okay. So we're going to have to mm-hmm. test that yeah, out. That's that's not, yeah. Like, as if we need another reason. To yeah. Go I again. mean, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. I mean, unfortunately, over the past year due to COVID, you know, some things have not been a hundred percent. So when we've been there exploring it, you know, we've missed and there's so but much. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I love the fact that we have been so many times and, still and we're still finding. Yeah. Things. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Like yeah. there's so many details yes. that you just, yes. I mean, there's things to still look forward like, to I'm on your next admit, trip. Like for me, one of the things, oh, go ahead. Sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was going to say for me, it's the shows. I didn't make it to the, they have uh, a couple of shows there at Diagon Alley and I missed them. Yes. So. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing. Like I have not seen the tales of Beetle the Bard. I have seen part of the other one. Is it Celestina's Warbeck and the Banshees mm-hmm. or something like that. I have seen part of that. We were taking a rest break and I did. I haven't seen it like from beginning to end, but I have not seen at all the tales of Beetle the Bard. So yeah, I mean, I'm in, like, I'm looking forward to mm-hmm. actually being able to maybe Same here. catch some of that next time. You know? Same here. I mean, you can see the times on the app when they're going to start. And I remember like looking at it and being like, oh, make sure you you get over there in time. And then I didn't get over there in time because there's so many other things to do. I got busy and I didn't make it. So um, that is a must see for me next time we go. But I do know that J.K. Rowling herself actually wrote the songs that Celestina sings. Oh, mm-hmm. I did not know that. Yeah, and she it is did. actually inspired. She did that after they, well, I don't know if it's after the park opened, but it was like during the process, at least like after the books, you know what I mean? It was an add on specifically mm-hmm. for Diagon Alley. Mm-hmm. Nice. Awesome. Mm-hmm. That is pretty awesome. But I have to admit, okay, so this is not a show, but it is entertaining for me. I, one of the things that I absolutely love about the parks and the Wizarding World is seeing all the kids, and not necessarily just kids, but adults too, with their interactive yes. wands. I mean, to me, that's a show by itself, yes. you know, standing at um, the umbrella by the mm-hmm. bathrooms and whether they're going to get wet or not, you know, or over by the fountain and 
you know, that's just so much fun. And and I know my niece, my nieces and nephew, like they, I think they said they spent like two or three hours in Diagon Alley just doing the spells. Uh, we didn't stay and do it because we had to get over to Hogsmeade to do something. But that, for me, that's just the show. And it's not even an official show. I will show, say, I, I think the interactive wands are, they played a very big part in my daughter suddenly becoming a huge fan. Well, you start off, if you can just go and buy a wand. I'm pretty sure Selene will talk more about this, but you can also have a wand ceremony and have the wand choose you from Ollivander. Mm-hmm. So that makes it even more, especially for my son who got you know his wand and he ended up choosing the wand uh-huh. that chose him to purchase. And um, he loved it. That makes it so much more fun because it's like, he's like, this is my mm-hmm. wand. This is one specific for me. And it Aww. made it so much more fun. So when he was doing the the spells, you know, he just so giddy. Just, I love well, it. We didn't actually do Ollivanders. There was a bit of a line. And they did say that for each group that goes in there, you have to, um, and it's easier to kind of see how many people are ahead of you during COVID when people were distanced when you had your group's distance, but for each group that goes in there, expect to wait, you know, 10 to 15 minutes. So the line could actually be quite long, but probably very much worth it. I haven't done it yet because my five-year-old was not going to wait in line. She wanted her wand and they have other kiosks throughout the park where you can go and get your wand. And that's what she did. She picked her own um, it wasn't the one that I wanted her to get, but she is very, <laughs> she knows what she likes. We, we so have this issue can't... with buying her new backpack for kindergarten. <laughs> I'm like, don't you want this one instead? <laughs> and she's like, no, I want the one with the unicorns. <laughs> so anyway, that's how she does with her wand. She knows what she wants and she still loves her wand. She got, um, the wand that, uh, LaCrissa Malfoy's wand. I've okay. actually learned to love it too. I didn't really like it at first because I was like, "Looks well, a little brutal." <laughs> but she, hey, she was hardcore, you yeah, know. She, she's she pretty. She turned out to be an awesome character. Yeah. I like her. I think yeah. it looks like but, it's got like rhinestones on it. <laughs> I think that's what my daughter liked about it. But I think, but you, oh, go ahead. You have to be careful, like with the ceremony. So in the ceremony, you know, there is a group of people who go in there, but only one kid is chosen. To actually go through that special part where the wand chooses you. So it is a fabulous experience. I mean, it, it's fabulous to do. But just because you're in there, just beware that your child may not be chosen to go through that extra special part where the wand chooses them. If they're not, however, definitely go into the wand shop there And I mean, there's a couple of ways you can pick your wand. Either you or your child can just pick whichever wand you want, or you can do um, like myself and Robert and Eli did and actually have the wand speak to you a little more through your birthday. And so the um, wand experts in there are fabulous and they can actually align the wand that should be yours, you know, and have you matched up that way. And that's the way we did. I'm a little jealous because Robert and I got our wands when the Wizarding World first opened up over in Islands of Adventure. And so ours is not interactive. There was not interactive wands back then, but Eli's is interactive. And I have to admit, 
I have thought about stealing his <laughs> wand the next time I go so I can play around with it. So I have to go back and check and see exactly the method it has to be stolen so that the wand can work for me. I gotta maybe go read the books again or something <laughs> and see. You have to challenge have him. To oh, exactly. yeah, you have okay. to best the owner of the wand. Thank you. Yeah, so I may have to do that and see if I can win so that I can go and play <laughs> when we're there the next time around. I like it. So. I guess, of course, I could just go get a secondary wand. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I'm definitely wanting to take my son in there when he gets a little bit old enough. So I have that experience because I feel like yeah. got a little bit gypped because I haven't had that experience yet. But we still yes. have a chance to go back and do it now. In well, oh, what? Yeah. So Rayleigh, when we were there, Rayleigh was upset, and I have the cutest picture of him sitting on the steps there with like the sword that he had bought in Universal, pretending for it to be his wand because we would not let him get his wand yet. We told him we we're like, no, you're not old enough to go to Hogwarts yet. We're not doing this. So he knows when we take him the next time and he's old enough, we're all going and we're also going to buy our robes there Mm -hmm. in Diagon Alley. And we're going to have some special Wizarding World pictures taken, have a photographer come in and celebrate the fact that our youngest child, we are now all officially wizards and we all have our wands and make it special for him because he was a little upset. He did not get to enjoy the fullness that the wizarding world has to offer and so but it's something to look forward to he's mentioned it several times and we tell him we said you know as soon as you're ready we will put the sorting hat on you you will be sorted into your house and we are going to make a big deal of this oh my gosh i didn't even think about that making my daughter wait until she's old enough to attend hogwarts that's a great idea yeah like it is a really good idea I was more like yeah, full on Harry Potter nerd. What can it. I say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's, but that's for someone who knows they're going to go back. To, mm-hmm. to that's right. Yeah. So. I mean, if it's a, you know, you think, okay, I think we'll do it once and may not enjoy it, even though I don't think you'll go once and we'll fall in love with Universal, then yes, definitely take advantage of everything. But if you are huge Harry Potter nerds like we are, get into the story, mm-hmm. like really make it come to life for your Yeah. Family. And you can definitely like, there's different stores on Etsy that you can go on there and order, like have an official Hogwarts letter mailed to your house for your child. I didn't get a letter because my kid's not old enough, but I did buy them uh, a ticket on the Hogwarts Express. And that's kind of how we let them nice. know that we were going there. So that was kind of part of the fun too. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look into that letter for yeah. where he is. But we did let him go and shop. He's not like he came out of the Wizarding World with nothing. <laughs> we we did go shopping, and which again is another fabulous part of the Wizarding World is all the shops yeah. that have come to life. In and there, there is another. So maybe we'll talk about favorites. There's another something. wand shop there in Diagon Alley as well. The other famous wand maker has his own shop, which is Wands by Gregorovich. So you can also go and get your wand there if you, like me, don't have the patience to wait for Ollivanders. (laughs) 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 And then also, so when you're casting your spells, there's over two dozen spells to cast between both worlds, Hogsmeade and Diagon Alley. And I think there's even some secret ones that you can find um, in Nocturne Alley, maybe. And those are cool to find. So basically, there's like these little gold medallions 
on the ground. And you can, when you're walking around Dagon Alley or Hogsmeade, you'll find these on the ground and it'll tell you, well, when you buy a wand too, you'll get a map that shows you where all of the stations are, where you can do the spells. And it tells you what spell to cast and how to, um, the specific way to swish and flip your wand to cast the spell. And when you cast your spell, you basically cause something to come to life, whether it's in a shop window or you make a fountain shoot water out. So, and, and hit an unexpected person walking through. <laughs> My daughter actually got hit by somebody's, somebody's spell. And she was like, what the heck? <laughs> I'm going to let you in on a little secret. That's my husband and I, we like to sit back and watch the fountain and watch the people get shot with water. Oh no. It's just harmless fun. It is. Absolutely. I had a good laugh about it when my daughter got hit. (laughs) You know, and I, all the kids in there like are having so much fun. I remember like we were passing one um, young girl. She wasn't young. I mean, she was a teenager who was doing hers and Eli like went by and like said a spell. And I don't even remember what he said. And she just turned around and was like, would you like a try? (laughs) And he was like, no, thank you. I have my wand. And she was like, okay, I just wanted, you know, she was very sweet. She was just offering. She knew that not all kids in the park had wands and she was willing to share. And it was, you know, it's really wonderful to see. I mean, as your people watching, just everybody coming together for their love of Harry Potter and the Wizarding World and making it memorable for all involved. Mm-hmm. Kids coming together. It's funny you said that, you know, the kids have so much fun doing the wands. Yeah, <laughs> the I know. Just so much fun. <laughs> and probably, like I've said, my husband loves, that's probably his favorite part. He could sit there and do all the swish and flick and do all the spells. He loves it. And I, for some reason, I can't ever get them to work as well as my son and my husband. The team members always have to come up and be like, okay, this is how you do it. And then they'll do it just effortlessly. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'm doing the exact same thing and it's not working. And, and you know, my son's just like, well, I mean, it's Leviosa. Not Leviosa. And I'm like, Leviosa. oh my gosh. I cheat and I look for the sensor to make sure I point my wand right at it. Yeah. Okay. So TikTok idea, right? Pineapple escapes agents trying to work their magic in the wizarding world. I see the next TikTok video after we go to Universal. My gosh. (laughs) I have videos like that. I can do that today. Oh, boy. (laughs) That's what happens when Jamie's in charge of the TikTok. (laughs) You just never know what's coming. All right, guys, we got to talk about our favorite shops. There's so many to choose from. We probably don't have time to talk about every individual one. But just real quickly, let's talk about our favorites. If you have a specific favorite. For me, I think it's because Fred and George Weasley are so near and dear to my heart. I love them. They put, I think they are my most favorite characters in the books. So clearly, Wizard Weasley are, is my Weasley's Wizard Weezes is my favorite shop and Diagon Alley is incredibly whimsical. It's a cute little novelty joke shop full of gag gifts, um, little pygmy puffs. When you go inside, it's just 
so fun. The colors are just fun. I, I don't know how what other way to describe it other than whimsical and awesome. When you look up at the ceiling, you can see the fireworks going off. And that's just to me, Fred and George. That's just like their spirit right there inside the store. I love it. Yes. When you step into that, it's the store. It makes you feel like a kid. Like it is literal, almost kid in a candy store. You're just like, oh my, there's so much going on. You've got the, like you said, the fireworks and you've got, if you can, you know, if you pay attention, there's extendable ears and and the ceiling and you can kind of hear whispering. (laughs) And when you adopt a pygmy puff, you they like make a big deal about it and the team members will announce the, oh. the na- your name and that you just adopted a pygmy. It's really good. It's not my favorite, but it's I really love good. It. So what's your favorite, Nikki? I love the Nocturne Alley portion of Diagon yeah. Alley. And I think Borgen and Burks is, is, that's my jam. It is creepy and dark and I love it. It's, it's great. It's got so many different, it's more than just a store. It's almost an attraction in and of itself because it's just got, I can't even describe it. I think it's because I like things, all, all things creepy and spooky. And and that is, that's it right there. I love it. And that's another store that has a lot of the props from the movie as well. Mm -hmm. That whole area I think is really neat. Like the first time I went, I, didn't even get back there and so then when I found it the next trip I was like this is amazing mm-hmm. like they've done such a nice job with the theming through that whole I'm area. so glad they had to add that that's awesome it's also a good 10 degrees cooler yes. in that area <laughs> yes so if you're going in July or August and you are feeling really really hot go into Nocturne Alley it's super dark you can breastfeed your kid and nobody <laughs> sees you oh my god <laughs> hey there you go Hey, I'm just putting it out there for all you mothers. It's a good baby's got to eat too, right? (laughs) Exactly. I'm telling you, it is, and it's just it it feels really nice on a hot summer day just to walk through there. Jamie, what's your favorite? So I have to go with Madame Malkin's robes for all occasions. So the very first time we went, Anna saw Hermione's gown from the Yule Ball in there. And I was like, no, you are not getting this. This is too expensive, blah, blah, blah. Well, then I went back with the agents in September and ended up buying it for her to wear for Halloween. Uh, (laughs) So she was Hermione from the Yule Ball for Halloween that year. And we actually have the Harry Potter robes because my son was Harry Potter one year. And then the next year that Anna was Hermione, her twin sister Clara was Jenny and wore the Harry Potter robes to be Jenny. So I had Jenny and Hermione one year at Halloween. So that was really cute. But that's probably my favorite store seeing the the gowns there. And it's just there's so many beautiful dresses in there. And obviously, I have a soft spot for my kids and let them (laughs) be those for for Halloween. So I have a very expensive dress and outfits, none of my children, but it's gorgeous. So but you have a real personal story tied to that store as well. It's cute. (laughs) And the mirror yeah. in that store, they have a special mirror in that store that you need to check out. If you guys go and visit, make sure you go stand in front of that mirror. Sharon, what's your favorite? So my favorite is the Magical Menagerie. It's right across the street from Florian. Yeah, the ice cream shop. See, I told you every time I can never say it right. From the ice cream shop, it's right across. But it is really awesome. They have cages with different pets and animals and they have 
stealers and fire crabs and owls and ravens and cats and transforming rabbits. And it really is just a cute little shop. It's small. So depending on how many people's in there, it may be a little cramped and loud. But when you are preparing to go off to Hogwarts, you have to go get your pet and you definitely have to visit the Magical Menagerie to do that. I think when we went, all of the kids came out with a pet. I don't think. And then, oh, no, all but one. There was something Jack wanted. I don't remember. And so we had to revisit when me and Eli went. We went on the hunt and we had to revisit. And that time it was just me and Eli in there. And I think that's really when I fell in love with this store. It just really is cute and quaint and just brings, you know, another fun side to the Wizarding World. I may also own a Crookshanks and a Hedwig. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Of course. (laughs) And it's definitely worth saying that if you're staying on property, all these stores can do package delivery. So if you're staying on property, they can deliver to your resort. If it's your very last day and you're leaving the next day, of course, you will not want to utilize that. But it is nice, you know, to allow the kids to go shopping and then have them take it to the resort and you pick it up there. Or, of course, they can do package pickup at the front of the park. So and it is worth saying that if you're going to, you know, if you're thinking, okay, well, I'm in Diagon Alley, but we're getting ready to go over to Hogsmeade. You know, I'm going to have to carry it over. No, one of the things that Universal does really well is both parks if you do package delivery, actually has a pickup option on the outside of the park. So you don't even have to re-enter the park to get the package pickup. You can just go right outside of it, which is nice. We utilize that on our last day because we started in Universal Studios, then went over to Islands of Adventure. And then while some of us were heading over to check into our you know, reservation for dinner, a couple of us went and picked up all the packages back at Universal Studios where we had started that morning. That is a very nice service that they offer. And I know when we were there last November for our agent training trip, all of us used that service when we went into Globus Monday. Now, we did the VIP tour and that store was not open at that time, but they opened it just for us because we were doing the VIP tour. And for those of you that aren't familiar, that is the Wizarding World of Harry Potter's travel agency. So clearly we needed to go in there and we bought some things. That's for sure. We did some <laughs> that might be an understatement. We did a little shopping. That's definitely an understatement. And our tour guide was so fabulous. He worked his magic and did get the shop yes. open for us. Nice we had a couple of people look at us like, who were we that we got to go into a store that wasn't even open. Right. So We're travel agents. That that's nice. what Going into the just doing our jobs, guys. Just doing our job. All right. So I think that's going to wrap up the at the core section, and we're going to get right into the slice of life. Now, normally, this is a section where we talk about our personal lives, but I'm going to change it up a little bit. I want to talk about what elements of the Wizarding World of Harry Potter would you guys like to see brought to life at Universal if there was ever ever another expansion. Is there anything that you guys have thought of like, man, this would be cool if they could create this part of the wizarding world? I think that like um, I've seen other people discuss and I agree. I think the Ministry Mm -hmm. of Magic really needs to be part of wizarding world. I would really love to see, I mean, maybe have a ride in there that's 
very similar to one of the the books where Voldemort and Dumbledore are fighting. That one is always... That would uh, be great. Yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah. So I really think that they should do a Ministry of Magic. I don't know if it should be its own just section or if they should just attach it to Diagon Alley or on the Mm -hmm. outskirts of Diagon Alley, I guess. Besides, uh, in the London area. Yeah, you know, in the books... It talks about this beautiful water fountain that's in the Ministry of Magic. And I really would love, like you said, if they did bring the Ministry of Magic to life to really to see how that translates from paper into real life would be awesome. But I would love to see personally, like, I mean, Grimald Place is right there. And I always want to see inside Mm -hmm. it, you know, like. The books, again, go into so much detail about Grimald Place and the family tree that is located in there on the wall. Right. And I'm like, can I please just open this door? I want to go beyond just the steps of 12 Grimald Place and really see inside it. I want to see Creature, like, walking past, just scowling at everyone. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, maybe it could just be like a walkthrough, not even necessarily a ride, but just, I don't know. It just, I would love yes. to see that come to I life. agree. Jamie, what do you think? I would like to see more of Voldemort. I mean, maybe that's a, oh, yeah. a negative connotation, but I, I like, like more of the, death the scenes where, yes, like in the, the fighting and like, I feel like they it's happier maybe than the books really are, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Like I'm all about happy, but I feel like there could be a little bit more of the dark side in there that that you see in the movies and in the books. So maybe I think Nikki would probably agree. <laughs> Sounds like she's got a little bit of a dark side. <laughs> yes. I think I Nikki is a death eater. Good. I think she's a <laughs> secret death eater. Would you believe it? Would you believe it? I'm a Hufflepuff. <laughs> Oh, I'm not even actually. Yes, <laughs> I'm a Hufflepuff too. I oh, love gosh. it. Yep. yep, I'm Gryffindor. I'm Gryffindor too. Well, that <laughs> does not. <laughs> so for me, I think I I think I would enjoy a little bit of a more immersive experience. So um, over on the Hogsmeade side in Hogwarts Castle, you walk through and it's amazing, and we'll talk about that more in the next episode. But I feel like they could take it a step further and have some classes that you can attend. So like a potions class where you can like make your own little person. And it could be, you know, something that you pay extra for. You know what I mean? Kind of like akin to how at in Disney World now you can build your own lightsaber, build a a droid, something along those lines. I would like to do maybe Mm -hmm. like a defense against the dark arts class. Just fit into something like that. Yeah, maybe they can me how to... Yeah, something like that. I think that would be great. Just like a nice little addition to the experience. It's a little bit different. Not totally a ride, but it still brings you into that world a little bit deeper. Okay, so something... Okay, so like I'm going to say the D word, you guys, but like Disney has with the Star Wars and Hollywood studios with the kids, like you can sign up the kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Jedi training. Thank you. I totally like I started this conversation <laughs> and then went blank there. Yeah. So like the Jedi training at Disney, but do that for the kids with um, like duels. Do that in the wizarding like world. The, the yes. and stuff. Yeah, that would mm-hmm. be yeah, fun. That would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. We need, there you go, Selena. Mm-hmm. You got we need to contact Universal. Maybe they should get on this. I think we need 
we'll send the, yeah the hello we'll send universal the the you know podcast. they're listening <laughs> i should trademark this idea <laughs> We'll start the next episode. Universal, if you're listening, please go listen to episode one towards the end. We have a couple of suggestions. (laughs) All right. We're going to move real quickly into the Crushed It segment, our travel favorite of the week. For me, I'm going to say it's going to be like a hip pack or fanny pack, whatever you call it. Because when you ride the Gringotts, Escape from Gringotts ride, you cannot have a larger bag, like a backpack or something with you because you will have to go and put those in lockers and then get in the queue. And then once you're done with the ride, you'll have to go back to the lockers and get your bag. And it is a free locker that they provide for you. But it's just the inconvenience of having to go put your stuff away and then having to go back after you've gone through the ride. When we went, I've worn the little hip pack and it wasn't a problem. You can still get on the ride with that. It's small enough to wear it on the ride. And it worked great. I know um, I had one already when we went there. Jamie, you bought one with like a retro Universal Studios logo on it. It was really cute. So for me, that's what I recommend. It's got lots of use. Too. <laughs> that's what I recommend for this part. <laughs> no, for sure. To have a hip pack. Yeah, it, it's definitely needed for Universal. And listen, I mean, if you all see my pictures, I mean, I'm not, I'm not shy about it. I'm on the fluffier side, you know, and... I was a little hesitant about using it, but I gave in because, I mean, during COVID, they were only letting so many people or the height of COVID, they were only letting so many people into the locker area. It was going to be a wait. And I was like, no, we're not everybody waiting. So I can put, you know, my backpack into a locker. So I I did it. I got myself a fanny pack. And even then, I mean, I haven't had any issues on on any of the rides. For, for me, you know, to be able to wear the fanny pack and still ride. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Hulk, you can't, you can't take anything. Have and it you have and, a cell phone in your pocket. Right, no. you can't. Nothing, nothing no. on Hulk. And right. I don't know about um, Rip Ride Rocket, too, I think. Are the yeah, two I that think you can't. You, you can't you have anything. Yeah. I thought I wore mine on that. Yeah. Everything else you can wear the, yeah. everything else you can wear the fanny pack. Even right. on the mummy, yeah. you can wear your fanny right. pack. Yeah. Yeah, the new Velocicoaster, you cannot. Okay. Yeah, the last time I was at Universal, I I took a a fanny pack and it was definitely, I I loved it. All right, guys, I'm going to put a link in the show notes for you to the one that I personally use. It has several little compartments. It's great for carrying around like a little phone charger, your park passes, credit cards, whatever, your phone, everything that I needed. Of course, when I was there without kids, it's a lot easier. You might need it. You might have to just take a backpack if you're there with your family. But if you don't need that much, use the hip pack. And this one was perfect for me. It had just the right amount of little compartments to keep everything separated. We'll link that for you. So I think that's it, guys. Do you have anything else you want to add? No, I think that's good. I'm excited about episode two. So if you're listening, make sure you tune in to you know, episode two two of The Wizarding World, where we get to talk about Hogsmeade, which is wonderful. I mean, and good thing we decided to make it into two parts because look how long we've been talking. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. Thank you guys so much for joining. Be sure to come back for part two. We will be discussing Hogsmeade in both Universal Orlando and Universal Hollywood. If you enjoyed this episode, we would really appreciate it if you could subscribe and leave a review. New episodes of the Travel Tidbits podcast go live each Monday and we'd love to have you join our community. Bye guys! Bye. Bye.
We hope you've enjoyed today's episode of the Travel Tidbits podcast hosted by Pineapple Escapes. Travel makes life sweeter. Let the experts help you plan a vacation with lasting memories. We'd love to help you plan your next vacation and have you join our community. You can find us on the web at www.pineappleescapes.com and on Facebook and Instagram at Pineapple Escapes. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.